car, Brendan Queen wins the Hampton Heat 200. Your 2020 track champ, Brendan Queen. Brendan Queen is going to claim the upset. Brendan Queen becomes the 2021 Taylor Way Services Late Model Champion. Take 6,000. Welcome to the Bean Pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brendan Butterbean Queen, driver of the 03 for Lee Pulliam Performance and the 03 Dirt Car for HTS occasionally, <laughs> slash drive my family car rarely now for QMS, Queen Motorsports, whatever that's called anymore, <laughs> but Butterbean Incorporation, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we've been trying to start this podcast all summer. We're like six months into this. Equipment failures. We're no dirty mo, but it is the bean pod. No, not at all. My co-host is my girlfriend. I'm Nicole. Just Nicole. Don't want to tell any info about you. I'm Nicole. That's Nicole. She is my uh, water best friend, filler upper, PR yes. rep, social yes. media rep. Uh, podcast extraordinary yes she's a big part of this podcast even though i give her hell all the time uh i appreciate you and we're gonna I have appreciate fun appreciate you we're gonna have fun we've been looking forward to this for a long time and then <laughs> we've dropped some money into this and uh yeah we tried to record one back what the hampton heat right i think so and we even took the equipment to langley uh tried to get our good Rob, friend Rob. Rob from Flow Racing to help us in Dillner and those guys, and we still had issues. So uh here we are in November. Yes, I'm not gonna not gonna jinx it, but it is November twelfth. Nicole just had a birthday at Caraway last weekend. Mm-hmm. And um we're here. So how, <laughs> what do you think? We're podcasting. Wow. God bless. Who gave us microphones? <laughs> so we started a bean pod um, because we have plans for it. Hopefully, we're not at this desk in the next episode. We're gonna uh, get bean bag. Yeah, chairs. we're gonna be in bean bag bean chairs bean. here soon. I think um, in our trophy room um, or whatever you want to call it. Butterbean headquarters is really what this is. You guys can't see it because just the camera's on top of it. But it's also uh, Cross Authentics headquarters. Ship all our shirts out of here. Yes. Uh, Cross Authentics is a company I started for merch. And uh, hopefully we'll have more than just Butterbean merch along the way. Maybe one day we can have Bean Pod merch. Yeah, that's the plan. So this is actually... Put my yeah, we, face on a shirt for once. Nicole has... <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Yes, that's very true. Nicole has actually uh, let us run the merch deal out of this room and the trophy room. And we've got some checks up. Got You're some welcome. checks that need some hanging. Uh, we got our Wilkesbury trophy back here. That's pretty cool. Uh, pretty much everything I've won this year is in this room. Yeah. Uh, so she really loves that. And um, yeah, so we got uh, got some exciting things. Probably have some people on. Uh, my phone keeps vibrating. Let me know how bad I'm losing in fantasy in our O nice. three team fantasy league. I wouldn't know that struggle. Yes, I'm going downhill and. Nicole is going up in the standings uh, somehow, surprisingly. So this is my first year ever playing fantasy, uh, really watching uh, NFL season from start to finish. So number two in the standings in the 03 league. Yes, uh, Oli Pulliam's falling. I'm falling. Uh, we're going backwards in the standings, and uh, I don't know. It's been fun. but uh, So this is episode one. Might as well go ahead and get that out, which 
obviously you uh, knew that. We're planning on having it on YouTube uh, with a video and Apple Podcasts, I guess. Spotify. Spotify, wherever we can. Wherever uh, you get your podcasts. I don't know other than those big two where you get it, but you'll find us somewhere. That'll be the Bean Pod. Uh, We're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. Just a little bit to get, you know, so some of my fans can uh, see a little bit about me away from the track. Uh, Know a little bit about Nicole away from the track because... It is nice. We are people away from the racetrack, and we like. We to, are people. We are people. Yes, we like to uh, have a good time and um, enjoy it. So Nicole has been good. She planned the first three episodes out. So this is what happens when I have too much coffee at work, and my brain goes ten thousand miles an hour. Yes. So uh, I guess let's just. Uh, you get, ready to dive into this? Yes, dive I've into it. I've got a list it. of questions. Yeah, let's dive into it. This is episode one of the Bean Pod. All right. So number one on my list, let's go back to the very, very beginning before you were Butterbean. So what made you want to start racing? Where did that all come from? So my father raced um, when we were, well, we, like I said, like I knew you back then. No, I would say I was always around it as a baby and I always had uh Matchbox cars, little NASCAR diecast in my hands. Uh, hold on, I might need to adjust our mic gain a little bit here. I don't know. I was always around it. I tried T-ball, broke my nose playing T-ball. So that's nice. that's skill. Uh, I'm. <laughs> how do you break your nose playing T-ball? Well, I'll tell you. A fly ball came. My hand was right here. The ball hit me in the nose. You were too busy uh, catching butterflies, picking daisies. I was the like field? the guy on bench warmers out there. With a butterfly in my uh, mitt, and the ball hit me in the in the eye. So, so baseball wasn't for you. Baseball was not for me. Um, hold on, I'm just trying to make sure it looks like our mic gains picking up here. Um, baseball was not for me. I was always around it. I really wanted to race, but I don't think my mom was all about it, probably. And when I was six, I got a kid cart for. Christmas and I went to Langley Speedway the next year and started. Did you ask for the cart for Christmas or did they surprise you with it? I was begging to race. <laughs> I was begging. So I started racing kid carts at Langley. A lot of people don't even know I started at Langley. It kind of gets overshadowed. I ran, I don't even know if it was the whole year, I ran most of the races. And then the next year was kind of the test of if I really was serious. Uh, we got kind of a, the kid cart, I didn't, wasn't really real racing. I mean, it was racing, but it was, mm-hmm. they just, it was kind of a weird division. Just kind of to learn. So I went dirt go-kart racing. And then that's where I really, you know, sh- I started winning my first year on dirt. And that's kind of, kind of where it took off. And we won a lot of dirt cart racing. I didn't really travel a lot. Like you see the people now always traveling and yeah. getting into Eagles and the leather jackets. But I really just ran Dixieland which is Albemarle Speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of went from there. And as the success started happening, uh, it got more and more serious. And that's when we started to move up. Uh, I don't know if you want me to keep going. Uh, nice. So, yeah. So let's talk about that. So you started in carts and then your first jump was from a cart. Then you went arena car racing, right? Yeah. So I actually ran three seasons on dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we skipped a year in there and took a year off just to make sure I was serious about racing before we spent money in it. Yeah. 
Uh, we won three championships and 31 races, which was really cool at that time. It was a lot of competition back then. It was it was a really fun fun part of my career. Looking back on it, had a had a lot of fun with um, you know kids my age racing, and then I started getting to where I was racing against kids older, but mm-hmm. it was more age divisions are kind of based off age at that level so yeah so i did an arena year uh in that was 2010 to 11 because i was going legend car racing was Mm -hmm. the plan the arena car deal kind of just popped up got a car from c falk and those uh, and his family that they had laying around and i missed the first two races so that was it was pretty fun though i mean we ran the whole year besides those two we finished yeah. like third in the points with missing those races but the the plan all along was the legend car which we ended up acquiring a sedan legend car over that winter mm-hmm. so the arena car was just kind of something that came and kind of filled the winter and that's the only year i ran arena racing but tell me a little bit about it because even before dating you i didn't know anything about arena car racing i didn't know it was happening right down the street for me so like tell everyone what it really what is arena car racing where'd you do it what made it different than what you were doing before yeah arena racing usa was literally in the hampton coliseum and the richmond coliseum which is wild so like where you go see a hockey game (laughs) yeah essentially and they built an aluminum track inside where the like hockey rink would be and we raced around it in pretty much mini cup cars like eight second laps It's wild so a lot of flipping over i mean flipping over was normal like yeah like you go to a race and people wreck and like you know they slap the wall like that's that's normal stuff that happens like flipping over was so normal in arena racing that some people had their sponsor on the bottom of the car <laughs> like so they'd be upside down and people would read the bottom of the car so i had a lot of fun i mean that was shoot we were <sighs> I mean, Connor Hall, Macy Causey, yeah, there's a lot Tommy of Jackson. We were all, we ran a kid division. So, like, a lot of the guys that have moved up to Legends and Late Models, we all were kids running in a kid series that was, like, 14 cool. of us. And it was every week. And it was rough. I mean, we, we were kids, and we ran over top of each other. Like, we didn't care, like – we have way more race craft than we did then. And we still put on good shows, but we definitely weren't afraid to run into each other. Yeah, really? That's so, wild. That was arena racing. That was, that was a fun time in my life. I still have the car. So yeah. Is that the one that's out in the barn? It's at the barn. So is my sedan, which I nice. destroyed my end of my first year. So the, the legend car is still there. So then what made you take that jump to legend car racing going from arena to legend cars? So, like I said, the arena car wasn't on the plan. Like, yeah. that just happened. So, the plan was carts to legends because gotcha. at that time, that's what that's what everybody that, that like, made trajectory. it was doing. They would go to legend car, then the late model. That was like the stepping stone of what a lot of people were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody really went bandolero back then. Like, mm-hmm. it was more legend to late model. Uh, so I had, I don't know, I had gone to Langley the year before I got a legend car just to go watch them to make sure that's what I wanted to do. And as yeah. soon as I saw them, I was like, yes. And my mom was like, no. <laughs> and my dad was like, yeah, that's what we need to do. And I don't, 
I don't think my, I don't know. They knew how da- they're dangerous. I mean, yeah. I love them. I think it's the best thing I ever drove, but they're definitely dangerous. But I don't think we realized like what we were getting into till it was already happening. And yeah. then it was like, wow, like this is, this is crazy, which they're, they're fast. They're lightweight. I learned so much. Uh, obviously, Rhett Causey, the first year, helped me out a lot. And um, we had a lot of success my rookie year. We, we won five races at Southside mm-hmm. and barely missed the championship. Mm-hmm. I didn't run full-time at Langley that year. And then uh, the second year, I teamed up with Woody Howard. Nice. And I, we built a coop because at the end, my last race of my rookie year, I got in a wreck and broke my hand and foot. I remember that, yeah. So I had to sit the whole winter thinking about it and the best thing was we built a new car i came back and you know i won the championship at south side the next year but we had a had a really good time and that's when i was teamed up with woody howard who races late models with us and uh, woody was one of the greats in legend cars back you know back throughout the day and i had a lot of fun teamed up with him we ran good uh still friends just went to an oyster roast (laughs) at his house last night and He's uh, one of the first people to text me every time I win a race. So That's awesome. Uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but Woody and I were teammates back in the day, so that was really cool, a lot of fun. Nice. So how many total seasons did you run in Legends? Two. 2011 nice. and 2012. The first year was with the sedan, and then the second year was with the coupe. So then tell me, your next move was going Legends up to late models. Yes, so that was uh, what Santa brought me at the end of 2012. I got a late model and I walked out to the race shop on Christmas morning. And actually, I remember they, I they, I had opened my present and it was a uh, steering wheel. And it was a bigger wheel than the Legend car wheel. And I was like, man, why is it bigger? And they're like, oh, this is the new type wheel they want you to run or something. Mm-hmm. But I could tell it was used. So I was like, what is going on? And yeah. I walked out and to the, to the shop and... There it was. And it's funny because I think my parents know now, but like a week before Christmas, a photo got leaked of the late model and it had an 03 on it. Dang. And uh, somebody posted it from C. Falk shop because another, it was C. Falk and Wesley Falk's car. Yeah. And it got deleted. But like, I, I know I saw the photo, but like, I'm like, it could be anything. Like yeah. just cause it, cause it was already decaled when it got to my shop with my gotcha. number. But somebody posted a photo and it was in the background and I was like, there's no way I'm getting a late model. And sure enough, it was, that was 2013, you know, well, into 2012. So I started racing it in 2013. But yeah. sometimes I sit here and think of like, how did I, <laughs> that was 10 years ago. Like, how did I That's get crazy. to where I'm at now? Like those first day, those first long days at the, at the track with the late model, Oh man, like I never would have thought I got to where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah. It, like people don't understand. Like I'm 25, but been racing 20 years now. Yeah. I mean, at the end of this year, it'll be 20 years. Like it's pretty much my whole life. Like you hear people that are older, like, yeah, I've been racing for 30 years. You know, you're, you're 20 something years old. You, you're young. It's like been racing 20 years myself. Yeah. Like, and, and that's when people go, well, like, how did you, how do you know what to do and how to how to handle this and handle that? And it's like been racing for twenty years. Been there like for so long, yeah. Like it's not like I just started three years ago and and it's been a it's been a long process of of building. Yeah. 
So talk to me about that because, I mean, for those who don't know, I've always been around racing, but I've never raced cars. So what was that like going from a legend up to a late model? Like, what was that transition? It was crazy. It, uh, honestly, they, they drove, uh, uh uh-oh, got a little static. Hold on. All right. I think we're good. (laughs) We're, We're, bear with us. We're new. We're new podcasters, so we're having a little bit issues with our mics. We're probably going to have to get some new mics. I think we're all right right now. Yeah, if I just stand really still, I'm fine. Honestly, the late mile drove easier when I first started. Yeah. Like, sounds crazy, but they had so much more grip than a legend car, more longer wheelbase, drove easier. But when the basically when the tires got wore out, you know, that's when they got harder to drive. But I came into Langley at, at, a, at the wrong time, really, because it just paved the track. So when I started late model racing, I had unlimited grip. Tire wear didn't matter. Yeah. So for me, like, looking back on it, it probably hurt me because it took me a couple years to get caught back up. Like, yeah. Like, I started and... I don't know. It just, is that recording? <laughs> yeah, it's got the green light. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> bear with us, people. Bean pod. We're, we're just <laughs> making sure everything's going right. We, we've had so many issues. We're just trying to make sure we get it all right. Um, so going from the, the hardest thing was like legend car. You sat in the center of it and the mm-hmm. late model, you sat on the left side. Yeah. So like I'm 15. I haven't even drove on the actual road yet. Yeah. I mean, legally. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I've drove around the neighborhood or something like that. When, yeah. Like, I knew how to drive a car. But trying to judge where to put your car, like how close to the wall because you're sitting far over. Like, yeah. the Legend car, you were right next to the wall because you were sitting in the middle of the car. Like, yeah, stuff like that was, was hard at first. But overall, like, it was it was fun. I mean, just learning how to – how to shift the H pattern. The legend car wasn't an H pattern shifter. It was sequential like mm-hmm. the cup cars are now. So, you know, getting the H pattern was really cool. And I don't know, it took me a while. Like I struggled. My first two races were awesome. Yeah. I qualified third, my first ever late model race, finished fourth, went two laps down, got both my laps back, 150 lap race. My second race, I finished fourth again. And then it went downhill. Like yeah. I wrecked. I don't know, like six weeks in a row, knocked the nose off like lap one. Jeez. Like, no matter what, no matter where I start, like, we got off. We didn't know what we were doing with the car probably, too. Mm-hmm. And we kind of got off. Just like how the track always cycles through the spring to the summer to the fall. Like, you got to stay up on, on your yeah. setup. And the field was stacked. I mean, we were racing against 20 cars a week at Langley at that time. And, you know, I didn't... I didn't know nothing and my, you know, my, my dad and my guys on team, they knew how to work on a race car, but it, when you're racing against these guys that know what to do to them. Yeah. Whole different ballpark. So that was, that was big. Uh, just trying to, trying to get like that, you know, up the date. And that's how I ended up with Phil Warren later in that year, crew chief and me, because we needed somebody and, mm-hmm. uh, what a, what a adventure of a lifetime that was with Phil. Yeah. Felipe. Oh Felipe. Oh Felipe, uh, <laughs> who pretty much molded me into who I am to to this last I mean it's our first year we haven't been together, but yeah. I don't get to this point in my career without him. So For sure. Yeah, that was that would be 
probably how it was going into late model racing now. Nice. So, Bill came along end of 2013. He helped me, I think, I remember him helping me the 4th of July race at Langley that year. Because for some reason, some reason that year we ran, 4th of July weekend, we ran at Langley like on a Friday night or something. I can't remember, something like that. Because mm-hmm. now it's South Boston every year. But yeah. I forgot, South Boston was a week, South Boston used to be like a Wednesday day race every year for that for that holiday. Like yeah. it wasn't a Saturday race. Interesting. Something like that, Wednesday or Thursday. So, which would be a Lee Pulliam question. He won that race like eight times in a row or something. <laughs> so, um, Phil helped me, and then he ended up crew chiefing somebody else. And then at the end of the year, I went to Martinsville, and he was helping somebody. Basically, uh, Phil crew chiefed somebody, and then I went to the Myrtle Beach 400 for the first time that year, which was a disaster. Not his fault. We just, <laughs> we ran horrible, uh, like 25th or something like that, 24th, yeah. which I didn't have the experience either, but I'm glad I went. Like that, that's a pivotal moment in how I learned stuff. Like we were, we were just weren't good. And then we went to Kenley for the first time for the Thanksgiving classic. He crew chiefed me and, uh, we had, had a decent day, but I was dumb, impatient, tore up my stuff early. I just made mistakes that I had to learn along the way. And I don't know. I, uh, I remember the Thanksgiving classic. I made the show. Cause back then, like there were 60, 70 cars of these things. Like ever, like just at Kenley, there was like 50, 60 cars, I think, but made the show. I don't remember where I finished in the race. I remember I got carbon monoxide cause I got the pipe knocked in early. I, I wrecked and, um, I learned a lot, but then, so where I was going with this is that's what transitioned into basically Phil the next year. He was spotting K&N stuff for Rev Racing, but it wasn't every weekend. So when he wasn't doing that, he was with me at the track, but he was at my shop like three days a week. Nice. So he did that with me for 2014 and 15. And in 2016 was when he came full time with me and we won our championship at East Carolina. And then. That's kind of when we were full-time until this past year. So 2016, really the game changed for you. That's when you, like you said, you went to East Carolina, you started winning races. What really changed? Was it just going to a new track with things clicked? or I, I don't know. I feel like I was at such a different point in my life. I was, I was about a year I turned 18, I guess. So I was kind of getting over that young still young, but over the 15, 16 year old hurdle, uh, I was really focused on wanting to win races. I was in the shop a lot more. I just graduated high school. So I had more time to, to be at the shop. I pretty much was doing that full time, just at the shop every day. Uh, that was the year Craig Eastep Jr. came over. So we had a teammate that year. We were a two car team for the first time ever had two, two full time employees learned a lot working with both of them and but you know phil was my crew chief craig was doing our rental car deal we were doing and langley closed and at the end of 15 i went to east carolina and ran a big 200 lap race with the big boys like mm-hmm. you know i remember justin johnson deke mccaskill those guys ran it and i finished yeah. fourth but i really liked the track did you know had a lot of speed so we went back for open at night in 2016 
And actually, 2016, I had this idea that I was going to run for a national title. Like, had never won, never won a late mile race. And I thought I'm going to go run for a national title. Smart. More, more or less, I was going to race everywhere. Yeah. So we went to the icebreaker, ran like crap. Um, we we qual- I think we ran good. We had just ran good in the 400. Mm-hmm. We had sat on the front row the year before, and uh, we went back for the icebreaker. We just burned the tires up. My fault finished mid-pack. Then we were going to go to Caraway the next week, which ironically, I just won there. Yeah. Uh, and something, we ended up going to South Boston to practice. We ran the first couple of races at South Boston and then East Carolina's opening night came up and we're like, well, let's go down there and run that. And yeah. we went down and won. And then that kind of became like, well, let's go back down there. And we went back down there and ran okay. And then came back again and won. And then it's like, all right, we're in, we're leading the points. Like we yeah. got to, kind of think about we could possibly run down here and and win yeah and not that we were cherry picking but like we just that was a track we could win at for our equipment we had we had you know older stuff like we we weren't a high dollar budget i had that atlantic sponsorship but like it was just a tractor trailer and you know we had atlantic on the car it wasn't like we were having millions in the bank so Mm -hmm. we ended up winning another race or two at East Carolina. And then we were leading the North Carolina state points. So we decided to run Kenley or Southern national as most know it. Mm-hmm. And we went after, we were running that on the off week. So it was, we didn't really get an off week. It was East Carolina, Kenley, East Carolina, Kenley. And we ended up winning the championship at East Carolina. We won four races and then we lost the um, state on the last weekend by like one point. That's so crazy. that that burns. That, yeah. I didn't get a suit. I, I really wanted one of those North Carolina state suits because mm-hmm. I was a Virginia guy. So yeah. I didn't get one. And I probably, I'm not going to say never, but I probably won't get a chance for a while to race for a state. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I won 10 races at Langley last year, but Peyton and those guys ran for a nice national title. And, you know, I had enough wins to – to or Lane Riggs, I think won Virginia, maybe either him or Peyton. I had enough wins, but I just mm-hmm. didn't have enough starts and stuff to try to compete with them. So maybe one day I'll get it. But hopefully, uh, I'm yep. on to bigger stuff and and can race late miles for fun. <laughs> for sure. So you came back from East Carolina back up to Langley. What was that like? Because I know y'all had a little bit of a slump before y'all started winning again at your home track. A lot, a lot of a slump. Uh, that was trying to help you out. Yeah. I'm not going to go sugarcoat it. We came back to Langley with some mojo. Like, we're coming back. All these guys have been sitting around. We've been racing, won a championship, and we came back and absolutely sucked. I'm going to say it. Absolutely sucked. What a great feeling. Uh, and Phil backed me up on it. Like, we came back and we were lap traffic. Like, don't know what the deal was, right? So... I don't know. We struggled until I remember that year. That was 2017. We struggled until the Hampton Heat. The mm-hmm. Hampton Heat, we finished second to Bobby McCarty. And like, if one thing went different on a restart there and I got ahead of him, I'd probably win the race. That's wild. Uh, so, this is kind of where I guess my career turned to the point of like where people started saying I was good at the long races because. Mm-hmm. We ran like crap all year. We brought back out Gumby, my oldest car, with a Ford crate, and I finished second in the Hampton Heat. Crazy. Like, 
awesome. Like at that time, who would have? I would have never thought at that time I was going to win two Hampton Heats. Like, yeah. Like I finished second, and like, like man, I was so close to winning this race. And like for me, I think it's your mic. So basically, at that time. I was like, this is a win. Like, that's our crown jewel at our home track. And I didn't do a lot of traveling. So, like, that was the big one. Yeah. Like, we want to win that race. That's our Daytona 500. Well, I remember we finished second. We had a little momentum. We ran pretty decent the rest of the year. Top fives every week at Langley, which the first half of the year we were awful. Mm-hmm. So, we go to the Myrtle Beach 400. And I make the show, which is big deal and same car finished second in the Hampton Heat with and we ended up on the start of the pace laps a piece of lead fell out oh, so we had to pit and tape it all back in I started 43rd and we finished fourth and that was like man he's good at these long races yeah. right he's good at these long races and at the end of 2016 mm-hmm. I finished second in a Thanksgiving classic too so yeah. that's where like these big races like everybody's like yeah, yeah. he runs good in these long races so I ended up that year I wrecked in the Thanksgiving classic. I got T-boned and right at the end. But yeah, that was that was uh kind of how our Langley we got back on track. And then 2018, we had some signs of life. Never won. We came close to winning opening night and it mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. And I may have parked the car on the front stretch and got black flagged and nice. some other stuff. Um 2019, I that's when I started driving for Greer. Mm-hmm. And we had an old car that he gave us to use. And we ended up winning a race for him. That was my first win at Langley. Yeah. And then uh, really 2020 is when I got some Hedgecock equipment and we won the Hampton Heat and won my first championship. And that's when it just really turned around. Oh, click. So going back to that first win, I mean, dang, you had been racing at Langley for what, six years at that point? Or five? Because, yep. you know, that one year closed. I mean, talk about the mindset of that getting finally being able after all those years being able to check it off the box like was that a change for you or i mean talk about that mindset yeah so honestly to be to be completely honest with you my first win at langley was a hoax Mm -hmm. i uh i say it was a hoax i didn't count it like i counted on my stats but like as a driver you know Mm -hmm. i was battling for the lead on the outside of greg edwards in the first twin and I broke a spindle. And uh, so I had fresh tires for the second race. I had to start like gotcha. 20th, but I came through the field and won. And like it was it was something I wanted for so long was to win at Langley. Yeah. But d- then I realized like I enjoyed it. Like don't get me wrong. Like I, I was yeah. like, we won. Like we still had to fix the car. We still had to start last. Like, mm-hmm. but I had fresh tires and I get it. So yeah. like that, that was it was a cool moment because it was Greer's first win and we had been trying for so long to win at Langley, but at the same time, it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So would you say that lit like a fire in you to go back in 2020 and win it for like, for real? It did. It did. So we got that, we got that car in 2020, that Mm -hmm. um, car from actually from Pulliam shop. And ironically, crazy. It was uh, Darren Cockrum's car. All we did was, you know, we, put our body on it, put our suspension on it and went to the track and it was instantly fast. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first race in it cause COVID hit. So we didn't race yeah. till July or yeah, I think the first week of July is when we raced right before the heat and heat. And I finished second to Danny Edwards by like a 
I, I think I led to white flag on the outside, but I finished second to Danny, mm-hmm. which was a big deal. And then we come back and we win the Hampton Heat. Uh, Didn't your mom almost miss that race? I don't think so. We'll have to ask her. I don't I don't think so, though. But, but I remember, like, I won the Hampton Heat, but the way I won it was so controversial. Was that a word? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Great. <laughs> yeah, big word for me. Wow. So... I knocked Corey Heim out of the way, which is the car that I won the hand the heat in with this past year, which that'll be a story for another day. But so once again, I win and it's like, well, you not like you didn't really win. You just rough somebody up. So I'm like, I'm like, man, like unbelievable. Right. Like go through all this and, and I win. Don't get me wrong. I celebrated. Like I, I won the hand and heat. Like I, I didn't at the time, I felt bad about how it went down, but as a driver, like I also felt like it could have happened to me too. Like yeah. if I was in the, it, it's just how them races come down. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, Corey's a hell of a driver. Connor Hall's, you know, won a lot of races. Obviously they're both talented and we just, we just took a shot at it. And, and it mm-hmm. obviously I would have rather raced it out and for sure. You know, but but it, I can't take it back now. So we win the Hampton Heat, and then the rest of the year I'm on the pole. I think like every race, nice. but finished second and third, and I win the championship, but couldn't win a race. Like mm-hmm. win the Hampton Heat, which didn't count for points, and I can't win a points race. Like Jeez. finished second to somebody. I finished second to somebody different every week, but I couldn't win. Crazy. So that's that really lit a fire into me going into 21. Mm-hmm. We built a new car, but I didn't run it yet we ran the same car from 2020 and then I came out the gate one open at night and then we won five races that year. Yeah. And, uh, and then when we brought the new car out in 2022, it was like lights out. Unstoppable. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. That's when you were in the picture. <laughs> so realistically, what you're saying is once I came in the picture, I started winning. Started yes. Winning. So, a lot of races. I went from winning a couple to a lot. <laughs> So what you're saying is I was the missing piece on the O3 team. Celsius sponsor us, by the way. Yes, Thank please. You. Love grape. Um, that's fantastic. So cool. Going into a 2022 season, like you said, you were winning basically every week that we showed up. Yep. It was sick. And then we made a last minute decision to run the cars to a race. Yeah, that's a that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, I uh, so I wasn't gonna run the 2022 car store race at Langley. I wanted to, but I, I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And old school video games, I think, bought my tires for that race. Is how that went down. But I, I basically waited till the deadline. That Tuesday, they they shut off like the late fee, or, or you had to pay a late fee. Mm-hmm. And I remember I signed up at like two o'clock to race that race. Yeah. And I was going to take my old car. I didn't even take the new car because we were yeah. leading the point. We were undefeated yeah. at Langley. We were undefeated. We had won three in a row. So I'm like, we're chasing our third. At that time, I was chasing my third mm-hmm. championship in a row at Langley, which was a, a record-breaking thing to be in a different category Yeah, with uh, CE and Elton, the only two that had done that. So I was really focused on that. And I was racing dirt on Friday nights. And then – on top of that, we I was working at the port. Mm-hmm. Well, we go to the Langley for the practice on that Friday. We have no practice tires because of the tire shortage. And we actually broke. I didn't even get a lap of practice. I literally I left that. I literally left pit road and broke a uh, oil seal on the oil block on the Ford. 
I, I literally just coasted back to the pit. So I didn't make a lap. So we go home and we were going to fix it. We were going to pull the motor and fix it. Mm-hmm. And we took a vote, except my dad didn't vote yes. Everybody voted, let's just take the car we've been winning with. And, Sorry, Mike. <laughs> and, and we weren't going to have a lot of practice. So it was just like, it made sense. Like, let's yeah. just take the car. We, we know we just show up and race it. So we came back, qualified third, which I was like next to last in practice, by the way, because I had yeah. no tires. Qualified third and dropped to like next to last saving tires and last lap pass. I led one lap. That was my first counts. lap led in my car's tour career. And it, and it was to win the race. And um, so we were undefeated at Langley plus the cars tour win, which was just so much momentum. And that was probably the turning point of my career step to go car store full time. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the turning point. That's crazy. So like you said, then you made the decision to go car store racing. John Staten and his family BRC came in the picture. Yeah. I, we've had I was driving, year. I was driving John's dirt car at the time and they'd been watching me and I had no idea that this was coming and I won the tour race. And that's kind of when he started talking to me about like, Hey, what would it take to go run the tour? Or like, can we do it out of your shop? Do we need to hire people? And that's when I kind of told him, I was like, man, I just think we'd be smarter to just go with a team that does it mm-hmm. where they have notes with the tire shortage. And I took him, introduced him to Lee Pulliam around Wilkesboro time and, it just all clicked and we signed a deal with Lee and uh, went to the 400 for the first race together and, and won. And I yeah. felt like a hero because I had introduced <laughs> them and sold this idea like, Hey, this is who we need to go with. And when you win the first race, when somebody makes an investment, you're like, <laughs> you're like, Hey, good job. <laughs> so uh, I felt really good about that. And and that's when I knew I was in a good spot, which I, I mean, I take that back. I knew I was in a good spot, but yeah. that's when I really knew, like, I have a really good opportunity. Almost like Willy Wonka, I had a golden ticket, yeah. blah, blah. Like, I had a golden ticket. I needed to win races. For sure. So, next week, a little preview, a little sneak peek. We're actually going to break down your Cars Tour, first season of the Cars Tour. But looking back on your career, what was that? When did you have that point or, you know, when did it come into the picture that you're like, this is what I want to do. Like, this isn't really just a hobby. Like, this is... When I was six years old. <laughs> the start of it all. <laughs> everything. I want to be a race car driver. Yeah. I never questioned it. Uh, well, I say that. I never doubt. Like, I knew I wanted to do it. There was years where I was like, maybe maybe I can't do this. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to find something else to do. Save my parents money. Like, them years at Langley, when I was struggling, they were mm-hmm. rough. Like, I'm a never give up attitude guy but there was days i was like i it's not i don't even know if i want to do this anymore because i was that bad at times like and it wasn't it wasn't that it was me just me like it was our setup was off our cars were old i wasn't driving right like like i learned a lot about how to drive that track with phil yeah and it just transitioned and and i think once i figured out that feeling phil told me once you figure out what you need to win and you feel it Mm -hmm. you're gonna you'll know it and man it's really showed this year i think in the in the cars tour i love it yeah look at you all right let me check my list of questions yeah i feel like i hit it all absolutely what comes next for brennan queen uh well we didn't recap last race we skipped that come on co-host what (laughs) it says recap last race up top we didn't ever do that 
Ruby and Queen, tell me about your last year. Yeah, race. so we just got back from Caraway. Woo! That was fun. Uh, eventful, stressful. Yeah. yeah. All, uh, the above. all of the all above. above. Had a championship on the line. Mm-hmm. Super proud of that LPP team. Uh, we broke a axle on, uh, sorry, I broke <laughs> Celsius. Axle, <laughs> axle, sorry. Uh, um, we broke an axle on Friday. Mm-hmm. Had to pull the rear, had to borrow a rear from Jay Hedgecock. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, Put Jay. it in the car just in time to qualify. Got the pole. On a weekend where we had to get the pole, we had to lead the most laps. We had to win. It's yeah. our only shot. We did all of the above and came up five points short, short of the championship. But we won the last two Cars Tour races, flag to flag from the mm-hmm. pole. Very, very proud of the LPP team and you know, excited to get to Florence next week, obviously for the 400. We won that race last year yeah. and hopefully we can do it again. But man, uh, I feel like if there's a team that has momentum, it's gotta be this O3 team because yeah. it's been a crazy, we've won three out of the last five cars tour races and got a pole in all three of those. That's crazy. And, uh, another stat is crazy. Like this year, every race I won in a tour, I think was from the pole. Like, I don't think I had a race where I wasn't on the pole that I didn't win. Were we at the pole? We were at the pole a good year. Goodyear, Wilkesboro, Tri County, and Caraway, all on the pole. Which is crazy. Like I That's unreal. I thought like maybe I got a win from not on the pole, but there was nights I was on the pole and I didn't win, like Dominion. Yep. And we ran out of gas at Tri County, but mm-hmm. it's just a cool little stat. But yeah, so I'm, that caraway was fun. We got the check right here. Got to hang it up. It's down here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be cool. We're running um, out of wall space. Yeah, I, I'm excited though. Caraway, caraway was fun. Like I struggled there in July. I mean, I beat Larson. That was cool. But yeah. we finished sixth or seventh, something like that. So to come back and and get the pole and win, I, I learned a lot at these tracks the first time. The word mm-hmm. second time. I had a way better feel of what I needed because I knew like I knew at Caraway in July where I struggled in the race, like what happened. So I attacked it different. As soon as I got there on Thursday, I drove the place completely different. What was a favorite track that you ran at this year? At least for the new ones. We had this discussion last night at the Oyster Roast. I think Tri-County's got to be up there. Not just, mm-hmm. And this is not just because I won at these places. Like, Tri-County was fun as a driver. You can move around, mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. That was a blast. Uh, I would say Goodyear was fun. Low grip, but a big track. That was yeah. fun. How can you not like Wilkes, bro? Yeah. Caraway was fun. Ace was fun. Wake County. Wake County was a blast. I'm Wish I wouldn't have had that. to go to the rear, but that was a blast. Like, but I think Tri County's up there, Wake County and Goodyear. Those are three really good tracks that are fun. A little bit, all are different characters. So that was cool. Nice. I think Goodyear's got to be a favorite for mine. I've got family in the area that was really cool. And then my f- cousins were able to come out to the race. Yeah. Came down to Victory Lane. They've got two little boys, so I didn't think they were going to stay the whole time, but they did and came native to Victory Lane. Yeah. So that was an awesome weekend. That was that was pretty cool. And they got a checkered flag they got to take home. That was cool. Heck yeah. That was cool. I like how the car store's been giving me two flags. Like, that's yeah. really cool. I gave Dougie's uh, kid one at Tri-County. and I oh, gave really? Yeah, and I gave the Staten family one at Caraway. So. Well, that's, I didn't know. Yeah. That's They've cool. They've been giving me two flags. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So let's go back to my question. What is on the horizon? What comes for Brendan in 2024? Well, we signed uh, with Lee Pulliam Performance to drive mm-hmm. to 03 bestrepair.net Toyota. Mm-hmm. 
and the cars tour in a triple crown. Not sure about what additional races as of now. Not saying we are going to yeah. add any or we're not. We're just kind of taking it week to week. Like we might add something that's kind of up to the state and family and, mm-hmm. and best repair what they want to do. Looking forward to it. Going to miss Dougie next year. My crew chief not coming back, but we still got a solid group of guys and yeah. you know, somebody's going to step up and, and take his spot at some point. We don't know who, but big shoes to fill. Yes. Very big shoes to fill. Feel <laughs> big shoes to fill. It's going to be fun. Uh, a lot of those guys are coming back. I think Maddie and Ben are still going to help. And, That's awesome. You know, we got Christian and Colin and tire guy. Eddie's coming back. Spotter Anthony Warren's coming back. That'll Girlfriend be. Nicole's coming back. Wow, that's a big one. <laughs> now, I'm excited to be there. It's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a shot to, to win a lot of races. We want to win the Cars Tour Championship, obviously, and mm-hmm. we want to win Triple Crown. We finished second in both this year. So uh, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. And, you know, I'm working on some deals, you know, for other stuff. So we'll mm-hmm. just see what happens. Sweet. So, yeah. Excited. Well, that was all the questions on my list. Well, I think we uh, probably pierced uh, whoever listens to this ears enough. Uh, probably. Yeah. Sorry about our mic issues. We're going to have that cleaned up. And Shout out to Bean Nation. If you made it through this yes. far, wow, you're a real Thank one. Thank you to Bean Nation. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening to this on your AirPods at the Waffle House and yeah. enjoying you a chocolate milk and a waffle. But Scrolling on CrossAuthentics.com, getting you some Brennan Queen merch. What I, yes. Yeah. CrossAuthentics, um, that's where our merch is. Like what you plugged that in there. I just want to say thank you for listening, checking us out. And the reason we're going to keep it raw and just roll on with the issues we had today is because we want to see it get better. We're going to get better. We're going to upgrade these mics. And I just want to see it progress because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, maybe we'll do a poll, like who you want to see on here in the comments. Like like start, start giving us ideas of people that you might, you know, I think we're going to get people, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to get Lee on here at one point. I'd like to get Phil on here, mm-hmm. my spotter, people like that. Woody Howard on here. Just get Greg Edwards. Yeah, Greg Edwards is coming <laughs> on here. I'm going to get him on here. I've already talked to him about that, so he's going to get on here. Hey, before we wrap up, I do have one quick question for you. That's All right. How's your fancy team doing? It is Sunday while we're recording this, and both of our phones have been blowing up. Give the listeners a little. Yeah, let me, let me see what we B-Nation. got. Let me see what we got here. Who are you playing this week? Uh, I am playing Ben. I can't get it open. Let's see what we got here. So I'm probably getting absolutely destroyed right now. Oh, this is embarrassing. Are you losing? Please tell me you're losing. I'm losing really bad to John. Oh, I'm back up. 59% winning. I can't even tell you the score right now. This is so awesome. Awesome. I hope we bring it down. I hope Sunday money, Ben, (laughs) he's going down. So appreciate y'all listening. Uh, We'll. uh, Eighty-three to eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at thirty percent chance. Appreciate, appreciate y'all. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll see you probably. I don't know what day we're gonna record, but probably next week we'll have one after Florence. We'll record. Yeah, we'll record it on Sunday when we Yeah, get probably back. on Sundays. So it'd be out probably Tuesday or so. Yeah. So we're gonna find our cadence. Yeah, right we'll there. figure it out. It's a work in progress. Just stay with yeah. us. Check us out. Appreciate it, Bean fans. Bean Nation. Thanks. See you next time. Peace out, Cub Scouts. <laughs>